Hey guys, just a quick trigger warning before you watch or listen to this. There will be subjects discussed such as self-harm. Welcome back to The Way. In the next few weeks, we are going to be looking at some of our testimonies, which is basically our stories of how we came to faith. And today, Jesse, hey. we're going to hear some of your testimony. So exciting. We are. So let's begin from the beginning. From the beginning. How was your childhood? <laughs> from which point exactly is the beginning? Is it birth? Birth. Yeah. Gosh. Um, <laughs> I, I had a really epic childhood, epic. like a real epic childhood. I had awesome parents um, and they were musicians. So they used to travel the world um, with me. So like even before I was two. More like you with them. Me, yeah, more like with me with them. You're right. <laughs> but, that's very Rock true. and roll baby. Rock and roll baby, mate. But yeah, so I, I did a lot of flying, a lot of traveling, um, surrounded by musicians growing up. Um, and yeah, I loved it. I had an awesome time and I had an awesome group of friends at church and yeah, no, I don't know. What, what more into my childhood what? do you want to know? I will, everything. Everything. Um, when, were you always a Christian? Was I always a Christian? Um, I remember I initially decided that I wanted to be a Christian when I was about eight years old. Uh, I remember being sat in like the boot of a car, having a conversation with my, my friend Hudson and, um, yeah, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I think Jesus is real. Great. And then a few years later, when I was 11, I ended up getting baptized, which was really cool, um, which was awesome. And my cousins were getting baptized on the same day, and my parents baptized me. And That's my, special. In the church that my granddad also helped start. So there's a lot of, like, heritage, a lot of mm. family heritage. Um, but I wouldn't say that it, it really sunk in and it was really real until I was a bit later. Um, even though I decided I believed it and I was decided to get baptized, it still was kind of head knowledge, not not heart sure. knowledge. I didn't want to live for it. I just believed in it, if that makes sense. Hmm. What made that decision for you to follow Jesus? I suppose that initial one of like wanting mm. to get baptized and then compared to when you said a bit later on, what, mm. what was going on? Well, I think um, I was watching the new Percy Jackson series last night. And uh, one of the whole concepts is these monsters are trying to like take out the kids, or, like these demigods, these guys okay. who have got like great calling on their life before they're old enough to like defend themselves or strong enough to actually fight back. Um, and that's almost what I felt happened to me. It's mm. like when I was 11, I became a Christian. Um, but before it fully sunk in on the fact that it was everything to me and I wanted to live for it, um, I just had quite a lot thrown at me. Uh, joined secondary school. Mm -hmm. That's a hectic place. Oh my gosh, secondary school. <laughs> and uh, just was very quickly taken away by uh, all the comparison that goes on, uh, all the longing to fit in in school um, and kind of pushed my faith into like this tiny little side thing mm -hmm. um, because it, was, it isn't very cool when you, you're in school to say, hey, I'm a Christian. I like believe in Jesus. Cool. It doesn't feel very cool. It is cool. The coolest. It is cool. It's the best thing in the world. But uh, but it doesn't feel very cool at the time because no one else is really yeah. doing that. Um, and so I, I tried all the all the stuff to fit in, um, tried uh, the, the party stuff, um, tried the drinking stuff a bit and got into a few fights. And so I rock up to this uh 
this field and <laughs> a jewel <laughs> and like these 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 like road men from my school are like going you got this bro you got and i'm like yeah of course i do obviously i've never been in a fight before and it's a snowy day it was like school got dismissed because it was snowy and uh <laughs> so much detail we all we were all we got into like a circle yeah everyone was like yo yo massive fight massive fight and i got up and i was ready and he just like one smacks me in the face hits me in the eye and i just can't see anything out of this eye anymore i'm like yeah. totally blurry and i'm like oh snap and at that point he just like goes in just bosh 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 i like fall on the floor and he's yeah. like yeah come on come on and i'm like oh no this is my reputation gone did you get a black eye um yeah he broke my nose oh it was bad and i remember i walked home and i went to my parents and my mum was like what happened and i said oh i was you know, I sledded into a tree. <laughs> you sledded? I, I sledded into a tree and, you know, my whole face got mashed up, mum. She's like, oh, right. Did not believe a word. No, of course not. Of course not. But I, I remember in that time, um, I was trying so desperately to fit in. And there were periods where I, I did fit in. Mm. And I was like, I was, I was never like popular, popular, but everyone was friends with me. I didn't have any en enemies. I wasn't popular, but like you know? everyone loved me. Well, I wasn't in the popular group. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know what you mean. And, uh, but, but besides that, there was so much going on under the surface as well. Mm. As I said, like I was getting into fights or, or whatever, but also in my home, I, I was just struggling so deeply mentally. Sure. Um, and I, I remember, uh, often um like binge eating to to try like mm -hmm. stop whatever's going on i just like hoard chocolate and then go to throw it up afterwards mm. uh, i remember looking in the mirror pulling out my hair and like like 14 years old this yeah. is so young like pulling out my hair and screaming all the reasons why like i wasn't enough like mm. you're ugly you're fat like you're not good at football or whatever mm. and to be honest the the body shaming stuff never really hit me but the 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 stuff like I wasn't as sporty as the other kids. More like your worth. Yeah, my worth. Mm. That I, I used to do that, and then you know, and that led into so much um, empty nights in my room with lots of like you know you you'd even say suicidal thoughts, lots of um, self harm of forms, um, and I remember my parents being broken for me. And my parents were so upset with with where I was, not because they were upset in me, but they were upset with the fact I was just being robbed from yeah, so much, so absolutely. much life. And I remember getting into an argument with them one time, and uh, I like I, I stormed out. They ran off, <laughs> and I walked out into my garden, and I looked in, and I just saw them like on their knees crying, praying for me, um, and that began to sow a seed in me. That, wow. oh man that's that's not really i'm not living how i'm meant to live um again i do think i was a christian i think you believed in god i believed in god sure but as soon as i started believing god and decided to commit my life i was just thrown in with loads of stuff similar to what i said at the beginning it's like the enemy i believe was trying to cut cut me out of the christianity thing before you know i grew strong enough to really know recognize who he is and battle him hmm. and then I I hit uh, one of my lowest times where I, I snuck a girl in to the house when uh, a good friend of ours, Joel and Megan, if you're watching this, were babysitting. <laughs> uh, and 
it was so annoying because I had no, I just couldn't make any moves on her. Mm. Like, so annoying. I was so annoyed. I was like, I've just snuck a girl in. Like I'm ready to like, you know, you know, and I just couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do anything. Mm. And again, like I remember I then snuck her back out. We just lied in bed for like seven hours and chatted. <laughs> and then I snuck her back out the next morning and I was like, what the heck was that? And now looking back, I realized that actually God still had his hand on me and Absolutely. was still protecting me, yeah. even when I felt the furthest from him. Uh, but a week after that, I went to a Christian festival called New Day, which is, I grew up going to New Day. I love it deeply. Uh, my parents always led worship there. Um, but I didn't want to go this year and my parents kind of dragged me along. And I remember on the first day, uh, a good friend of mine, Joe McNamara, got up and he was preaching and he brought out a white dressing gown and he said, you know, the Christian journey isn't simple. Sometimes we pick up stains, sometimes we pick up like hardships. And he grabbed this black paint and he was like, maybe you feel like you don't fit in at school. And he poured black paint over the white <laughs> dressing gown. Maybe you feel like you're not good enough at this. He poured black paint on the dressing gown. And he said, maybe you feel like your parents aren't proud of the way you live. And he poured black paint on the dressing gown. And I remember just this like heart sink moment. Like, wow. yeah. that's how I feel. I feel rejected by my parents because I know that I'm not living the way I should be. And then he like gave this amazing story and was like, well, guess what? Jesus doesn't see you like this. He chucked the dressing gown and he grabbed a new one and he said, because of Jesus dying for you, this is who you are. You are cleaned, you are washed, you are white. Um, white as snow, not white. <laughs> I was like, well, I am, I am white. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and yeah, I remember it being really powerful. And I remember breaking down in tears and being like, wow, I, God is real. And the next day I remember waking up going, what a load of crap that was. <laughs> like, I, mean, I was just emotional. I was going through the works. Mm. Uh, and nice. I was like that for a few days. Yeah. Um, and then on the fourth night, they had a healing night. And he, the guy said, put your hand up if you want to be healed. And I didn't put my hand up. I had a leg problem at the time. I was in physiotherapy. Um, because, but essentially I walked on my tiptoes growing up, which Classic. meant my Achilles tendon Don't do that, kids. was grown in the wrong way. It was like short and fat instead of long and thin. And, uh, it meant that it burnt out really quickly. Mm. So I couldn't really run over 200 meters or over like, a, like it would literally just freeze up my whole leg. Sure. And anyway, I went to, I was like, oh, my thing's secondary. I can like sort that out on my own. So I didn't ask for healing. Night finished. We walked out and, uh, my friend Hudson chases after me and he's like, Jesse, Jesse, like, don't same you... Hudson from before. Same Hudson from before. Good old Hudson. And he said, Jesse, don't you have a leg problem? And I went, yeah, but like, you know, I don't, I don't need God for that. Like I, I can just do some stretches. And he, he was like, no, no, let's pray for it. Let's pray for it. And I remember him sitting me down on a bench. Uh, and my friend Zach, who's also one of my closest friends coming up to me and like holding out my feet. And he was like, all right, well, let's pray for it. And suddenly there's a group of 20 people surrounding. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. There's so many people watching and nothing's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And my friend Zach prayed a really simple prayer because it's not about our prayers. It's about his power. And he said, uh, well, it is about our prayers, but it doesn't matter how like. It's Jesus that you know, heals. It's not about how perfect yeah. our prayers are. It's about how perfect he is that yeah. heals. And he just prayed, Lord Jesus, we pray in the name of Jesus, we heal Jesse's leg. And suddenly like a warmth began to just rush through my legs. And I was like, 
what the heck is this what's going on and i began to see like my legs begin to like and my achilles tendon begin to like shape and like wow. stretch out and i was like what? what what just happened like what do i do what do i do and he was like oh you know test it test it and i was like how do i test it and he's like well can you run and i was like no he said do it and i said okay <laughs> and so i ended up running around this whole campsite which was around a kilometer and it was the furthest i've ever I've ever ran it in my life at that point, mm. basically. I mean, maybe I ran longer when I was like three, but to my knowledge. <laughs> and uh, I remember just being like, wow, he's real mm. and he loves me and he chooses me. And so I ran to my my youth pastor at the time, a guy called Joel, Joel Nicholas, shout out. And, and I said, Joel, Joel, what do I do? Like, how do I live for God? How do I live for God? Mm. Uh, and he started meeting with me weekly for about four years. And that kind of shaped who I am and my journey with the Lord. So, wow. Yeah. Sorry, that was quite long. No, well, thank you but for I'm sharing it. Clue, clue everything. No, I enjoyed all the stories. So, after that moment where actually you had that healing and it's gone from not just head knowledge, but heart knowledge, what do you think changed? How, mm. how has that shaped you moving forward from, from that time? I mean, we talk about childlike faith a lot and we look at it as an example because Jesus said, like, let all the children come to me. Yeah. Um, and I had childlike faith. I was just so hungry when I was 14 to learn. I like even look back at myself and like, wow, I need some of that desire mm. nowadays. Uh, I remember as soon as I became a Christian, I started going into school and I started going like, guys, like <laughs> Jesus, like you don't understand, like Jesus. And- uh, Did you change much in school? Like did, did it- change much for you like in your friendship groups or oh yeah it was um it was quite intense when i <laughs> when i went back uh i i grew up in brighton which is quite known for its like wokeness you'd sure say. yeah so it, it's separation from religion mm. and um therefore when i when i went to school and started like you know, proclaiming the fact that I've become a Christian, I was very quickly met with all the questions that 14 year olds have like, okay, so creation story, mm. prove that, like prove that to me since you're so clever or like, okay, you know, same sex marriage or like prove that. And I, you're like, oh my gosh. And I was like 14. So I had no idea. And I probably didn't uh, answer all their <laughs> the stuff correctly, but well, I, that's I, correctly. Yeah, you yeah. can't. And I tried um, and it f fell in my face. Um, but I started getting shun shunned out of school, sure. essentially. Um, I used to sit with my friendship group and they'd like get up and be like, no, we don't, we don't even want to speak to you and maybe sit elsewhere. Or, um, there was, I mean, it was just like, it was subtle, but it was, it was really damaging. It wasn't It would easy. just be like, yeah, wouldn't get invited to this party or this mm. party. I just got cut off. Um, to the point where like you'd sit with your friends and they were telling you how great of time they had without you. <laughs> and like you weren't yeah. invited and you're like oh what the heck um and so i i started to begin to isolate myself a bit um just because i found it quite hard it would always be hard questions with my friends or whatever uh started going into like the music rooms um to hide and and it actually started getting worse where they were they started to, to have people look for me because of my faith they'd be like oh we heard that you're a christian now which means you hate this person or you're against this kind of like yeah. belief so we hate you 
and we're going to come and like attack you. So I had people wandering around the school looking to attack me. Um, so how did you deal with that? Well, I hid. That was it. But like <laughs> it emotionally, like, internally, like how did how did you deal with that? How did you move and grow from that? Well, I I, I moved into um, you know the music rooms and I just spent time with God. Mm. That was it. That was my comfort. I used to walk to school and you know, declare Psalm 23 over myself every morning. Like, even though I walked into the valley of the shadow of death and Lord, this is the shadow of death. I need you. This is the valley. I need you. Um, and it's still I quite to, intense for... Yeah, it was like intense. 14 years. Well, I used to have to get escorted out of school. Oh my goodness. Because people would wait for me at the gates and the teachers would come into my lesson in like fifth period and be like, all right, Jesse, time to go home. And they used to like take me around a back route and like rather than dealing with the kids, they used to, yeah. which is silly. But anyway, but the teachers weren't always better as well. I remember being in a class where a teacher stood me up and they were like, right, we're out of our curriculum. We finished all the content. So today we're just going to talk about the, it was in history, the history of Christianity and like evolution. Cause we were talking about like Catholicism in, sure. in the class. So they're like, Jesse, why don't you stand up? And uh, if anyone has any questions for him, you go. Oh my goodness. And then I was like, uh, and she, and the teacher started and said, so what do you think about evolution? How could God have created it in seven days when there's so much scientific evidence? And then she like walked out of the room. Uh, and like, okay. I was just stood in front of like 30 kids who were just like at my throat. It was pretty brutal. Um, but I found God. Mm. I found this hidden place where I could bring all of that to God, pray every, like I used to spend like 50 minutes a day just praying, reading, even like I, I used to fast like, a lot <laughs> um just just for my school uh, when i was 14 years old yeah it's like a whole different thing um and so yeah it was it was tough but i really believe that it set me up well because from a get-go in my christian faith i started spending time in the secret place yeah there's so many, much in the bible which t tells us to you know run into your room close the door and pray like mm. spend time with me spend time with me and i didn't start off figuring out all the theology specifically i just spent time with him yeah and it it really created a deep well in me and a deep thirst and hunger and deep relationship in me. Yeah. yeah it was a, it was a real deep relationship i felt mm. like david <laughs> i felt rejected which is like the whole of david's story but that was my school experience yeah and then from then i'm just gonna you can just keep chatting we're just listening i'm just listening we're all listening yeah <laughs> please keep um, going and then what happened uh, we went into lockdown, which was, I mean, there was a lot in between that yeah. as well. So that's 14 and you're now 19. I'm now 19. Almost 20. Almost 20. But 19. Uh, which would be huge. When I turn 20, I can't say I'm a teenager anymore. Do you feel grown up? Is the transition to 20 like massive? Um, no, no, maybe. I don't know. No, it's been five years mm. since that like time when you were 14 and in mm. school and Obviously now you do quite a lot of stuff with like Christian-y social media content. Mm -hmm. You're now actually, compared to being hidden from all these people, you're now actually quite public mm. um, to a lot of people. And that the, you can see how God mm. used that time in your school that is now shaped where you are now. Well, I think I can. Yeah. Say you, you so, can. No, totally. So yeah, what are some key moments that's happened in these like last five years, I guess, for you? Key moments uh, started TikTok. It sounded like, 
Can genuinely. We bring, can we bring up some of Jesse's old TikTok? No, no. Michael, please, can we bring up? Yeah, but let's do it again. We've done, this we is all about his this testimony. Again. Can oh. we bring up his old TikToks? Yeah, we will. Oh, yeah, oh, we will. Snap. I'm going to private What's everything. What's that really good one that's like, where you like look up to the camera? It's like a music and it's like, you're looking away and you like look up and you like give a little cheeky smile. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly the one you're talking What's about. What's the song that's in the background? More than a woman. Is that two, one? Two, two, two. Yeah, it's horrible. It's really bad. It cringes my socks off. Me too. But uh, anyway, you started TikTok. Started TikTok. Made, made some of those videos. Started like content creating. Ooh. I, I mean, we were in lockdown. There, yeah. there wasn't loads to do. Yeah. <laughs> Not in like a weird. It was just. It was pretty boring. Um, I started music school at the same time, uh, but it was online. It was like an online performance course. Sure. So I like would rock out in my bedroom and that would be like, <laughs> it would be like so dead. Rock and roll um, since birth. Rock and roll since birth. Yeah. So uh, I, yeah, I started creating videos whilst I was on my like lectures or Zoom calls um, just for fun. And then it started doing really well and, and got quite a bit of attention. And I was like, oh man, I can, I can do this. I can. Mm -hmm. um, and began doing like live streams. Yes. And I'd say that was actually a really pivotal thing because mm. I started... You have incredible uh, stories from those live streams, don't Oh, you? gosh, such amazing stories. I wasn't a Christian TikToker. I would make thirst traps. As you've just seen. Straight up. Hopefully you've just um, seen. I almost used it as an entrance. I mean, I didn't see it this way. I just saw it as making videos. But how God used it was it was an entrance into like a really dark space, mm. which was people lonely in their bedroom uh, looking for satisfaction mm. in like thirst traps. Yeah. Um, Which I suppose also, you'd also been in a place where you've been in your bedroom in a really dark place and going through very dark mm. thoughts and all that stuff. So mm. it's also interesting that parallel of you reaching people that yeah. you also once in that position of. Yeah, I started communicating on live streams which has helped me massively because it meant I learned how to communicate. Yeah. Like now you look at the job and it's like, it's a lot of speaking and uh, that's kind of where I learned that skill because I just sit and chat to like comments for hours <laughs> um, and I saw a lot of fruit from it um, but not how I anticipated. I didn't go in in it as a ministry. I went into it as I'm going to like mess around and get go live. girls and or, or whatever. Yeah. So I remember like meeting girls and like spending evenings chatting to them and maybe it got a little like raunchy and we fell into some bad snapchat stuff um but i remember like when that would happen i'd just end crying because mm. i was like i failed god like i shouldn't have snapped that or i shouldn't have done this um and they ended up getting so moved by the fact that i was so uh broken at the fact that i almost used them sure that they were like there's something different what is it and i'd say well i believe in jesus and they'd be like wow, how do I do that? <laughs> Which was ridiculous. It's, it's like, crazy what God uses sometimes. It's like we, we have a God who took evil and changed it to good. Yeah. There's only one person. Does. Do, like God can do that. Mm. And he took quite a dark situation and used it for good. But there was this parallel. I was like finding a lot of community and stuff in like social media. Now I'd go to church and I started getting like serious panic attacks. And like mm. it was never diagnosed. Um, but, you know forms of PTSD attacks from my time at school. Sure. I used to, you know, get visions of these guys who were looking for me to like attack me. Mm. And whilst like leading worship in church, I used to just look around at my friends 
because uh, they all started getting into relationships and I didn't and they all started hanging out in relationships and I wasn't mm -hmm. so like I was almost getting rejected a little bit there it felt like that and yeah. it felt I started getting like these panic attacks of what was happening two years ago in church mm. so it wasn't a simple journey no you know I went through these weird stages of trauma and mental illness um and struggling with a lot with with so many things but God still used Absolutely. and God still loved throughout that. Um, that was like 16, 14 to 16. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what, what's next? 16 to 19. 16 to 18. I started experiencing God in a new way. I went to California when I was 17. Uh, I just bought tickets and crashed on couches because um, I was bored of school. So I just, just went out. And, uh, <laughs> As you do. I know, random. As one does. But... Um, but I, you know, I began to meet with the spirit in a new way. Sure. And I began to meet with God and receive his love and see a different way of living. Mm. And uh, I was like, wow, God, like there's more to you than mm -hmm. I thought. Um, I remember dancing in the spirit for the first ever time. I would like to see you dance. Oh, it was horrendous. <laughs> I, got, I got filled <laughs> with like the Holy Spirit. And I just started going like. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, I'm laughing with you, not at you. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, that's bad. That, no, it in a lovely awful. way. It was beautiful. We love God, the Lord. I expressed my love. Just to the not Lord. your dancing. But that's okay. It was just like it was. Just he funny. loves it, and that's what matters. Mm. That's mm. exactly it. Yeah. Um, but that was quite key because I was then. I remember praying, Lord, like, what do you want me to do in my life? Yeah. I was just starting out with uh, the way UK. <laughs> hey, the way. Like, the way. Like, follow, subscribe. Um. So just starting out with that and like, oh, Lord, do you want me to continue with this? Uh, do you want me to do music? Like, because I, I was studying music, like I feel like that's something. Um, and like within like three days, he just started like lining up opportunity after opportunity music-wise. I was like, wow, okay, I guess this is it. And then I started going out onto the streets and just loved filming. With and the way. With the way. Just not on the streets. Not onto the streets. <laughs> Went out with the way and I was like, wow, this is, this is really special. I think yeah. there's something here as well. Um, and we come to me moving out. Uh, it was like a month before I moved out. I had a place to live for one month. Mm -hmm. I had no money. Nope. I had no like set job yep. that I was moving up for, but I really felt a prompt from the Lord to move to London. So I prayed, Lord, if you want me to move to London, you need to give me a thousand pounds. Bold. A little bold. You know, I was working five pounds an hour at a coffee shop <laughs> and, uh, I got a call from a brand that saw my TikTok and they were like, hey, we'd love you to do like this video. Uh, you know, would you be up for it? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. How much is it? Like expecting like 100 or 200. Mm. They're like, oh, you know, like 800. I was like, what? 800 pounds for a brand? What? <laughs> like I was so young. I was, and I was like, okay, sure. So I did this brand deal. And then like 30 minutes after I got that call, mm -hmm. I got another call from like another job, which was like, hey, we just need you like quickly for this thing. We'll take like five minutes, just like, mm -hmm. you just need to change this one thing, but we'll we'll give you like 200 quid. And so within like an hour, I got given a thousand pounds of work in music, mm. <laughs> basically, which is what I wanted to do, which was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I took that as a sign, moved up. And on the day I moved to London, um, the house I currently live in, their lodger moved out. Mm. So God literally provided accommodation for me to stay. Um, All fell into place. Yeah. And now I've, I've been living in London for a year and a half. Yeah. Um, 
Can you still do that real mixture of music stuff and yeah, plenty stuff? Half my week's music, half of it's like which is amazing. It's amazing industry. that God's given you so much talent and opportunity mm. in like two quite different fields actually, mm. and it's really cool to see how like, God uses that. It's really cool. And mm. um, I was even chatting to uh, one of the way guys earlier today. Hashtag Big Mike and uh, <laughs> um, what a hero shout out. And uh, he was basically saying we were reflecting on like a shoot we did about a year ago mm -hmm. together. And we, we were just chatting about how even the way I communicate to people, the way I act in the mornings or however, all the, the asks I have um, are very different. And I think this, this past year or so of just being in uh, a new church with new friends, it stretched me a lot. Uh, the first like September to September, there was a lot of loneliness. Um, you know, when you spend 18 years with almost the same friendship group Absolutely. and then you move to people who you've only known for like a month, it was, it was hard. Um, and there was a lot of prayers and a lot of like lonely nights and feeling like, and confusion on what I'm doing. It's like I'd block out a day to try and do this music thing and I'd fail uh, mm -hmm. or I wouldn't do music in a week or I'd do uh, loads of media stuff and wouldn't like what I said. Um, and there was a lot of time of just like, who am I? Like, is this really what I want to do? Um, still still now to this day, like you have moments of that. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> like, what, what is this? Like when you sleep in and you're like, crap. <laughs> but um, I don't do that. You don't sleep in. I can't. You can't sleep in. I've got a job. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's true. I have a job as well. I have a nine to five. But... Yeah, different kind of job. But I, yeah, I'd say this this year at St Paul's, uh, I've learnt deeper God's heart towards me, mm. and I'm still learning that deeper. Absolutely. And it's a heart not to perform. It's a heart not to live up to a certain standard. It's a heart not to succeed. Um, obviously, God does call us to excellence and he wants us to you know glorify him through our actions yeah. and our works and all that kind of thing but uh yeah and obviously there's a lot more mm. than what i've just said <laughs> um and there's a lot darker moments and a lot happier moments yeah but um yeah for time we'll just hit some of the key points absolutely yeah, there um, you go thank you so much for sharing with us and being honest so we put on the way stories mm. for people to ask questions about testimonies and whatnot so i've got a few mate bring on the, the phone are you ready the people are asking the people have asked quite a lot actually question one we have from <clears throat> k dot van b catchy my g um, come on what are you most grateful for as part of your testimony mentors i think i would be so far away from god if i didn't have um good mentors as i mentioned earlier uh, there was a guy called joel who met with me every week mm -hmm. um and he would say now and he said to me before you know there were a few weeks where it just felt like utter time waste mm. like he was just hanging out with like a 16 year old who was like man i just like messed up and i, I watched porn last night joel and like, <laughs> what accent is this <laughs> it's a little kitty accent oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like and he's like yeah it's all right mate keep going like you're doing well like oh man like everyone hates me and he's like no it's all right and he'd say that there were a few weeks where it felt like he wasn't actually making any progress mm. it's quite hard to see uh but he says now um what i see you doing is just 
shows that yeah. my investment was worth it. Absolutely. And he's so proud of the fact that he gave all that time. And I would be anywhere if I, I didn't have someone like that to just pour out my heart to every time. No, it's minutes. so kind. Um, and also parents who pray. Yeah. Like prayer, like, and really good praying friends. Like yeah. All my friends were just there and they all believed in God and they'd all pray for each other. We used mm. to meet and do prayer walks as like a, a three every Tuesday and just be honest about what's going on in our hearts and mm. pray together. I suppose even though they're not like official mentors, that like you do actually shape each other. Mm. You kind of do mentor each other in a weird way. Mm. Not in a weird way. You do mentor each other. Mm. Um, Mate, on it. You've never shaped me though as a friend. Okay, cool. <laughs> Joking. Question two. Love you lots. <laughs> Question two is from... Do you need glasses, mate? Kind of. What, what would you want me to tell? Mateus. <laughs> just making up a name. No, that's Mateus' Instagram. Oh, okay. Like Mateus Carvello. <laughs> okay, this one's from Mateus Carvello. Do you think you now have it figured out? I'd say I have a better understanding on who God is mm -hmm. and how he views me. But I don't think any of us will have it ever fully yeah. figured out until yeah. that moment comes when we reach heaven and mm -hmm. Jesus comes again for his bride. That will be when we figure it yeah. out. And we don't need to have it all figured out. we don't out. need to have it figured yeah. out. Like, I'm just a teenager. Just Not for long. I, I can say it. I'm just a teenager figuring it out. And like being easy on yourself, like sometimes you can get so caught up in the day-to-day because -day. the truth is every day we make mistakes and you can focus in on every single mistake you make every day or you can look wider and you can look at the year and you can go, wow, actually, if I look at who I was a year ago and now, there is progress. Um, not saying it's bad to look at the day-to-day. -day. It's good no. to like live daily. It even says it in the Bible, like tomorrow's not promised, so make the most of it today. But yeah, anyway. You haven't got it figured out, nor do I, but we'll figure it out together. We'll give it our best shot. <laughs> Question three. This one is from Naomi Ada. There's two A's at the end. Ada. What was the hardest thing about giving your life to Christ? The hardest thing was probably letting go of things that actually don't matter. Well, that actually links to this next, I'm just gonna butt in immediately, from your fave Zara. What was one thing you had to let go of in order to start your walk with God? Mm. Well, when when you decide to become a Christian, you know, it says there's, there is a cost. And, and Jesus says in like Revelation, when he's speaking to the churches in like a time of persecution, there will be persecution. There will be, Jesus, before he ascends into heaven, says there will be moments of tribulation. Mm. Like, I mean, paraphrasing. Um, there will be times where suffering is present in life. Uh, there will be hardships when you say yes to God. And the difficulty is when you become a Christian, you know that it's not how it's meant to be. Yeah. When, when, when you're not a Christian, you can view suffering as just like, oh, this is a terrible thing, but that's just how it is. Yeah. Whereas when you're a Christian, you see suffering and you're like, this is a terrible thing and this isn't how it was meant to be. Yeah. And your heart almost longs for it. And so you know that there's a great thing coming. And it, yeah, I don't know, that's, that's quite hard when you see suffering and you know that there could be healing there. Mm. Um, but also just the cost of sometimes friendships, the cost of time. Uh, last night is a prime example. I finished working at like 
9 p.m. or so, um, finished doing like admin chores, all that kind of thing. And I, I felt from the Lord, like, you know, just take like what I literally felt from God saying, like, <laughs> just take it easy and watch TV because <laughs> I hadn't done it. And he was like, like, relax, but first spend some time with me. Yeah. Uh, every part of me just wanted to jump in bed and jump straight to the TV. Yeah. But actually, and like, I, I literally wrestled with it for like a, a bit of time, but then I decided, okay, fine. I'll spend some time with God and instantly felt rested and knew that it was where I was meant to be. It's like a funny thing. It feels like such a cost to give your time, but whatever you give for Jesus is worth it. Absolutely. Paul says it, it's like, I count everything as loss for the sake of knowing Christ. And although- What every, does that mean? Which means like everything, despite if it feels good, is nothing in comparison to spending time with God mm -hmm. and knowing God deeply. And so even yesterday, like, I gave like maybe 30 minutes to God, yeah. but it just totally refreshed me, even though it felt like a pressure to get into it initially. Mm. Um, does that kind of explain it? The cost? So. There's other things that I've yeah, had to course. do. Like there's, you know, the Lord tells us to give. Mm. And that's always, a, well, not always, but that's often a tough thing because especially when you're, you're new to making money, it's like it can feel like a lot sometimes, but that's what the Lord calls. Absolutely. And so there's lots of things. For sure. And our final question is from Jacqueline Wongso, that's my guess. Um, can you feel slash see the difference of being with Jesus and without? Yes. Daily, yes. When you get closer to God, you realise how much of him sustains you yeah. and how much greater the way of living with God is. And uh, it's almost like when you become a Christian, and when you begin to realize his goodness, you realize how like bitter and how gross and tasteless some <laughs> of the things of the world are. Yeah. And like some of the habits of the world are. Uh, and so obviously in the journey, when you get closer to God, you realize how much he sustains you over like Red Bull. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. Facts. I mean, I've never really, <laughs> I've not really drunk much Red Bull in my life. But, um, but you, you just, you do realize how much better God is than any other um, temporary satisfaction mm. how much better God is than an hour of sleep he's the one who gives like energy he it says that the joy of the Lord is our strength he's the one that gives strength and um so when I uh you know wake up and I don't spend time with him you do feel sometimes off and you have to catch a moment uh, with him today I felt off because I didn't manage to spend time with him in the morning so I went to Tesco's and grabbed a croissant and prayed and then like <laughs> I feel more united with his heart yeah there's a scripture that I read uh, two days ago in Psalm 86 or 85. Um, it says this, uh, teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. And I think that's been a bit of a prayer for me. It's just mm. like every day, unite my heart with yours, Lord. Yeah. And teach me your ways, because your ways are better. Your ways are better. That's a great worship song. <laughs> um, but it's true. It's like... yeah. And, but then also you've got to trust in the fact that even if you don't have a moment in the morning or you don't have a moment in the evening, there's a very real process called sanctification. What and, does that mean? Which is essentially a process of the more you get to know God, the more you're changed. Sure. Uh, and the more your actions and the way you live and the way you think changes. And so... Sometimes you've got to trust that even if you didn't get a moment with God in the morning, 
you've actually got like five or six years or for some cases like three months or like a year or however long you've been walking with God, you've got time with God. Mm. And it's not like you've suddenly lost all of that and that your, your relationship's been cut off. Actually, there is, you are still living like God and you are still living in line with the spirit because you know the spirit deeper. Mm. And you kind of got to trust that as well. Trust that, oh, even if I don't get the time in the morning, I still have known God for X amount of time. And so he's still going to be with me today. Yeah, it's a journey. So do you have any final thoughts that you want to share or give to us? Yeah, uh, I'd say be gracious to yourself in the journey. Um, I often get so worked up with my daily decisions and my daily actions uh, that it can get quite pressure-filled, religious, like overwhelming. Um, but actually, if you look over time, I, as I said, like I'm a completely different man mm. to the person I was even like six months ago. Um, and I just, yeah, if there's any encouragement to people watching this, um, maybe there's things in your life that haven't quite been dealt with or haven't quite, um, you know, ceased. Uh, or there's ways that you think or ways that you act or things in your heart that still feel wrong and sinful. When That's the other thing about becoming a Christian. You're more aware of how wrong you are and how weird you are um, and evil you are. And so it can be quite overwhelming when you realize you're making mistakes a lot. Um, but I'd say trust that it's it's actually a process. It's not an instant fix all the time. There can be moments of instant fix, but it's also a process. And so for those who, who might, you know, be looking at all these stories and like, oh, God healed me from this, God freed me from this, and then this happened, mm -hmm. it's like actually all these freedoms and all these things happen in time. It wasn't overnight for me. I didn't you know, give my life as a 14 year old and then suddenly I'm here. It's mm -hmm. like, there was such a process and there were many mistakes. And yeah. There still are sometimes. There still are, <laughs> still are. And there'll be countless more. Um, but yeah, that, that would be my final words for those who um, are just getting caught up with how they live. Um, trust that it's a process and God is kind and patient and there will be freedom. Yeah, there will. Well. Wow. Thank you again for sharing and for answering questions and giving a little bit of insight to your story. It's um, it's amazing to hear, actually. So thank you. And we hope that you've enjoyed listening and watching and that you will return again one day. <laughs> Come back, please. Come back again. Like, follow, subscribe, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, podcasts. Oh, almost. We'll see. What did I miss? Big Mike's Instagram. Okay, brilliant. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, great. There you go.